I am here today to announce my endorsement for the 2012 presidential election. This candidate is a patriot, a hero. This candidate has fought many battles. He has a creamy colored belly, three toes on each of his lower appendages, and four tiny fangs on his upper and lower jaw. My endorsement for the President of the United States is Charmander. Charmander! I believe Charmander! the... Calm down, Charmander. I believe the flame on Charmander's tail will lead us to prosperity, hope, and other meaningless words that sound good on paper. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? You look like trouble, like something's bothering you. You think is, I do? Is it? Is it? Okay, okay. L- let me guess this, because, you know, I've, I've known you for quite a few years here, and I think... I can usually read See, what's going how on. How good you are at nonverbal communication. Yeah, okay. Are you troubled because you read that news article about that severed head found by the LA, the Hollywood sign up in the Hollywood Hills, and you were worried that it could possibly be me? And then. <laughs> you mean the culprit? No, no, victim? no, not the culprit, you know, because you hear about the severed head and you're like, oh my God, that could maybe be D. Simon. Then what's going to happen with the podcast? And. You know, our, our, our lovely, long-lasting friendship. I wasn't worried that you were the, the victim. I was a little concerned that you might be the culprit. Okay, well... Uh, you I know, know you don't go hiking, though, so you, you, why would you be up in the Hollywood Hills? Yeah, you're right. I so that's hate, not it. That's I hate nature. Correct. Okay, okay. All right. Let me, get, let me guess one more time here. A couple more times. Are you upset because Rick Perry officially dropped out of the race? Steve Perry? <laughs> Rick Perry. Rick Perry's done. He hasn't, been, he hasn't been playing with Journey for a long time. I'm fine about that. All right, all right. Just, uh, no more, no more Rick Perry. He's gone. He's out. He he was like the perpetual, <laughs> perpetual like third place. I mean, did it, was anybody surprised? Yeah, but I'm kind of bummed because Rick Perry was the endless source of comic relief. Next yeah. to next to Herman yeah. Cain. Next to Herman Cain, he's he's not funny at all. No, Herman no, Cain's but... the best. But now it's come down to the newt and the mint. Mitten's a newt, so I guess okay. But you're not upset about that, all right? No, I'll, but hang on. Before we get off of Herman Cain, did you hear about his endorsement today? Oh, there were you a couple know, I, endorsements. So Rick Perry had to make an endorsement since he was leaving. Rick Perry Herman endorsed Cain left newt. a long time ago. He well, endorsed Newt. Yeah, Perry endorsed Newt. But who did uh, Herman Cain endorse? Cain left a long time ago. But I'm Herman Cain. <laughs> I take my time making an endorsement. I don't endorse on the day that I quit. I well, I mean, I'm sure he had to ruminate on this decision for to think what, about three it. months. So he gathered a. <laughs> I don't think it's been that long. It just seems that long. Couple that these months. Fucking Republican primaries have been going on. Uh, so yeah, he took a lot of time to think about it. He convened a press conference. I don't know if any podcasters were there, but you know, major news outlets. That's a groundbreaking announcement. Did you want to know who he's endorsing? 
Yeah, I would. I mean, you got to know. And, and I was kind of glued to the tell or you know the the tubes trying to find out. I'm glad the blackout wasn't today. Um, and then so he you know he gets up behind the podium and he comes out and he goes. I'm making an unconventional endorsement, and you're like, "Oh, he's going to endorse like Ron Paul or something." The crowd's really hushed, weird, yeah, eagerly hushed. anticipating his answer. He said, "I am endorsing the people. We, the people of the United <laughs> States. It's unconventional, <laughs> but that's who I'm for. We, the people, come get some pizza and buy my book." He didn't say that last part, dude. Herman Cain is the ultimate political troll. He is. He's awesome. just a troll, dude. He's God. the internet troll candidate. I and all love trolls Herman. should get behind him. Man, you should write I'm... him in. Even though he dropped out, you can still write him in as a troll troll candidate. I think I might actually troll the election with Herman Cain. But but you're not upset about that, that Rick Perry's gone, Herman Cain. Well, I'm upset Herman Cain's gone, but I'm over that. It's been a while. And and Rick Perry, I could care less. He was Okay, kind of my final guess here about why you appear so troubled. I think because you thought because of all this SOPA Michigas going on right now, that there'd be no podcast. Like, Sick and Wrong is going to be blacked out to to show our support for the anti-SOPA uh, bill, right? Did you think we were going to skip this week? That's close. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't worried that we were going to skip it. I, I thought we were, and now I'm worried that I have to do Yeah, that, but I mean, the fact that we're doing it right now, I think you probably, all week, were just like, sweet, man. We're going to be That's blacked true. out. But there's many layers to my to my look and i think you're detecting the aggravation layer but there is a worried layer okay all right you haven't figured out that reason yet do you you give up i give up but what is troubling you there wackily i i just did my laundry and technically to be uh specific i just moved my laundry from the washer to the dryer and you know how there's like you always find all this... T- I don't, like, check my pockets before I put that shit in there. I could give a fuck. I don't separate my colors from my whites. You just wash just... everything at once? Yes. So what happens if your Hot. colors appear... Or your whites appear pink? I don't wear many whites, so I don't really worry about it. All my clothes are sort of gray and beige. My brother says Howard all he Moon. does is separate the browns from the yellows. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't even do that. <laughs> I think he's got some reds but, uh, in there. Reds and browns. There's always, you know, crumpled up old tissues and and pennies and change and 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 twenty dollar bills and. Dude, I wouldn't go anywhere near your laundry. I bet you a woman could, but your dirty laundry, a woman could just walk by it and possibly get pregnant by sperm just jumping out of it from the sweat. Well, it's interesting that you mention a woman. (laughs) As you know, I don't have a girlfriend and I haven't been dating. But look what I found in my laundry when I moved it from the. The washer to the dryer. Is that a suppository? I don't think so. I think it's a tampon. Oh, that is I'm a not tampon. Super clear. No, it, that's I a tampon. Pee- yeah. I mean, I know what the tampon looks like when it's in the tube and everything. But no, that's those are the new new jack tampon. Well, they're not new. This They've is been a around new for jack a while. Tampon. How come there's no string on it though? They don't How need do them anymore because they blossom. They open up. Like it inside. is a tampon. They, it's a tampon. Why yeah, is it yeah. in my laundry? I did, I would like to know actually how did a tampon end up in your laundry? Okay, wait. All right, now this, no, I can understand. This is a mystery. It's a mystery. I wish Matlock was here. Yeah, I do. I do too. <laughs> but so it's either. I mean, there's either a girl slipped it into my pocket. This tampon, 
I haven't loaned my, I mean, I knew, I do know women. I haven't loaned any women, woman a sweatshirt or anything like that. And if I did, why would she be sticking a tampon? Yeah, why, why would a woman do that? I mean, or you didn't I loan was any drunk clothing? And I, and I pickpocketed it off of some woman and I don't remember doing it. Do you find it on the ground? And just put did it in I your pocket for later? Put it in my pocket, also in a drunken <laughs> state? Yeah, that would be the least troubling story to explain. The mystery of the ta- the unknown tan. The okay, ghost so tampon. so wait, all right. So we we can safely assume here. We can safely say <laughs> that there hasn't been an actual living woman in your house, right? Yes, they've been in my house. Okay, so there has been. Why would they? Why would their tampon end up in my? There, the I'll say I'll put, add this extra fact. I I mean I looked into the washing machine before I put the, these new clothes in. The tampon was not in there. Cause I, cause I thought maybe there'd be some like older, dirty socks in there that I, and I just wanted to see what was going on. I know that the laundry machine was completely empty when I put my clothes in, so the tampon was in my clothes at some point. Hmm. Do you, I mean? So I bet you the tampon must have been in your pocket somehow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We know that. But how did it get in my pocket? That's the mystery, see, Sherlock. No, but okay. But all I'm saying is, is that's the beauty of drinking. You never know how things end up in your pocket. You don't. You know, you never know how you got that gonorrhea. <laughs> well, in your penis pocket. <laughs> well, Wackerly, you know, I don't know, really know what to say. I mean, this Maybe is definitely... Maybe some listeners can write in theories. No, this is an enigma. This, you know, and... listeners, you can come up, you can call the show next week, and you can say, you can tell us why you think, or how you think Wackerly came to have a tampon in his dirty laundry. I don't know. We know a... this hasn't been in a vagina, right? Because you're saying it blossomed. No, what it's, it's is, still wrapped. It comes out of this it's little plat. Plastic wrapped dissolves plastic, yeah. or something. I'm thinking it. I just don't understand how it ended up in your pocket. Well, I don't, you know what I I'm thinking. Huh. Well, you know, I'm uh, finally gonna have it. I'm, here's what I'm thinking. I'm finally gonna have a chance to test that whole vodka tampon up the ass thing. <laughs> I maybe still have th- that maybe that's what. Vodka, so. Maybe that I can see that, like you being at the bar and trying to impress a woman by being like, "Hey, you ever stick a tampon?" Dipped in fuck up your asshole or in your pussy or something, and then like you guys get in this argument about it, and then you're like, I'll do it. Just dare me, I'll do it. And then she gives you a tampon you forgot about, put in your pocket. Yeah. You never know. Could be. It really could have been. It's plausible. Well, Wackerly, you probably didn't notice, but I actually am deeply, deeply vexed right now. I've been vexed all day. I've been just in a state of vexation. I don't know if you could tell, because I always kind of look like this, you know. But um Uh huh. Did yeah, you no, find I'm, some depends I'm, hidden behind your couch or anything like that. No, I, I am no, no, no. Well, no, unfortunately, but no, I'm deeply vexed, and uh, the reason I'm so vexed is because I'm worried because of a recent vote by uh, Los Angeles City Council that porn might be done forever. This is not going to be outlawed, is it? It's well, a major Los Angeles industry. It no, it, this is. I mean, ninety percent of porn films are filmed here in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is the epicenter of porn, and it has been. Especially, like, the high-dollar professional, you know, ones, right? But this could be, this vote that happened uh, yesterday could be the end of the L.A. porn industry. They voted that condoms are now mandatory for all scenes in porn being filmed here in Los Angeles County. The Los Angeles City Council voted this. This Los Angeles City Council voted 9-1 to one to grant final approval to an ordinance that would deny film permits to producers who do not comply with the condom requirement. 
<laughs> and what the That's condom hilarious. requirement? We I think we've actually we discussed this a while ago when I think this was announced like a cup like a year ago or maybe two years ago, and we had Holly Stevens on. Do you recall that? Oh, vaguely. <laughs> I think we asked her like what what you know what what she thinks this would mean for the porn industry if they they required condoms. She's like, there's no way they'd ever make that pass. Well, this has become a reality. This is vexing. This is vexing. I mean, think about it. Why why does the city council feel that this is even their job to figure this kind of thing out? It's because of those goddamn AIDS healthcare people. You know, those they're, they're, they're the proponents for this type of ordinance. Uh, this hmm. guy named listen to this guy. His name is Jed Kensley, but G E D like Ged. Ged. Spokesman <laughs> for the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. He says the measure is needed because the industry has failed to properly police itself. He said that filmmakers have ignored state health laws mandating the use of condoms when workers are exposed to bloodborne pathogens. You, you know, honestly, it's like, okay, dude, I think we brought this up before. There's a certain risk that, that, that stunt drivers, stuntmen take. There's a certain risk that, you know, Siegfried and Roy used to take when they would get on stage and <laughs> do magic to. tricks with lions. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I mean, and they knew the risk. There's a good chance that that lion might turn on them in an instant, tear them asunder, ruin yeah. those, those, those amazing outfits, actually. Those guys are, those guys definitely wore some impressive clothing. Anyway, but the, 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 what I'm trying to say <laughs> here is stop. that it's not a condom, uh, you know, as a condom is to STDs, as uh, their clothes do not operate like that when it comes to lion claws but there's a risk teeth. that ufc fighters take when they bash their faces in you know in the in the middle of that cage but what i'm saying is porn is a risk there's a risk when you stick your dick in that woman's gaping butthole it's up to the director and the and the stars whether they want to use condom or not right well they, you opinion. know it has been and i i think it should be um so uh, uh the guy who um the stephen hirsch co-founder and co-chairman co-chairman of Los Angeles-based Vivid, who's one of the oh, largest makers company, of erotic yeah. movies, he says it's going to be interesting to see how, in fact, they try to enforce this law and who's going to fund it and all the time and effort they're going to spend trying to enforce it. Ultimately, I think what, what they'll find is people just stop shooting films in the city of Los Angeles. That's a given. But he brings up an interesting point, though. So, okay, let's say this passes. Because right now, city council passed it 9 to 1. So it passed through city council, you know, to support this uh, mandatory condom use on all, on all porn movies in the uh, city of Los Angeles. But it's up to the mayor. Ultimately, Mayor Antonio Villaragosa has to, like, give his final approval, and then it will pass. He'll definitely approve it. He's one of those, he loves all the busybody shit, right? I think her should send, like, four... David Girls up to his, uh, I don't know, his office maybe just for like a day visit. and uh, just He see. is single now, right? He got divorced? Yeah. No, I think he should maybe hang out. Or, you know, the AVNs is going on right now. So maybe they should fly him out to a suite over at the Hilton, you know, MGM or something. You think, think he, you think he likes those chicks with the like grotesquely large tits? I always imagine there's a lot of those at the AVNs. Like I think that's just, Misty Mounds or whatever her name is. I think is. that's pretty much it. It's just it's all those just massive, huge, like forty double like Z breasts, aren't they? Like exactly. double G's or something? They're disgusting. Yeah. They have to wear a special device. It's not even a bra anymore. But uh the co founder here from Vivid does bring up an interesting point. How are they going to enforce this if this does pass? Like if uh, Villarosa approves it, what are they gonna make like a condom task force? Like the untouchables? 
Oh, it's like Harry Nash and Sean Connery. I don't remember who his character's name was, but they well, get I mean, burst they in do? the door with hatchets. <laughs> are they going to like bash through like sets and in, in, in the San Fernando Valley? You just kind of yes. go from house to house and just kick in the screen door. Yeah, and then check the to see if there's door. condoms. Or tip over that black leather couch that's just coated in jizz from being in 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> We're chopping this couch up, Mr. Ness. I love my job. Yes. Oh. Just shut off the music and be like, okay. <laughs> We're checking to see I if ha- comments are being used. Not to go on a tangent, but I hate music in porn. Oh, dude, it's so distracting. It's the you know, worst. And the in seventies porn with the waka waka music, fine. The wah wah pedal. Like, but current p- porn where they trying to put some like dance beat or I don't I know hate what the it. fuck they do. It's so stupid. I want to hear the chicks. I want to hear the chick moaning, even though it's fake as fuck. And I want to hear like you know the moistness of the vagina. You know that it got. But the thing is with music. I find it distracting, especially the house music that like kind of just cheesy, generic house music they play in the background. But it's also I kind of put in the same level as the guys' comments, like the guys' oh, comments say, yeah, and the music. I should shut up too. Yeah, it just pisses me off. It's like I, I, I don't know, it just makes me mad. But anyway, so I mean, what do you think they're going to have? Like uh, you know, condom inspectors on the set, like they do with uh, kosher butchers, where they have a rabbi just sitting there and be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's uh, killed kosher way, that's good, okay, all right, I approve, shlomo. I have no idea how, how the kosher butcher works. No, they, they have a rabbi, there's a guy, that's whose job it is, just to kind of hang out and be like, all right, I give my approval, that's kosher seal of approval, that's prepared properly according to Jewish law. But um, but yeah, yeah I mean, do you think there'll be a condom inspector? Could you imagine that job? Like, like, all right, I got to come here and just uh, watch about nine hours of porn today being filmed. Yeah, but really, you're staring at lots of cock. I'd rather jack off horses. <laughs> what about this? Do you think they'll do this? And this is probably, I think, the most plausible way they'll try to enforce this law is have like a, yeah, like, you know, form a condom task force. And just make these people sit in like the porn cave and just watch all the porn, like just watch all the new porn that's being produced in Los Angeles, hours upon hours of porn, and just make sure that there are condoms being used. <laughs> I think that's a contractor job because all you have to do is like hire, you know, pay a, a small fee to some Japanese kid who's married to a, his pillow, his sex pillow. They're watching all the porn, anyways. Well, wackily, I, I, I wouldn't. You don't want to employ somebody on the city's payroll, where you have to pay like their health care for the rest of their lives because you're gonna watch porn for eight hours. Leave I, I, it to an expert. I don't know what you're doing after we finish this podcast, but uh, could you mind editing my resume? I've been trying to like update it, and this sounds like a great job. I think I'd be good at. <laughs> I think I have experience list, in this area. <laughs> list how many uh, sex pillows you've been in relationships with. But I bet you that's what they do. Take a picture you... of your little room there, your porn room. That'll that'll be good on the resume. I bet you they make a uh, condom task force. We'll have to see. But no, as I well, said, have they have they figured out? The, I mean, the devil's in the details. Are, are they going to make dudes wear condoms when they're getting a blowjob? Something that nobody ever does in real life. Even guys who are like you know super conscientious with about condom use, you don't put one on before you get a blowjob. It says. For all sex acts on the adult film set in the county of Los Angeles, they need to be wearing a condom. So yeah, when a guy is when a guy is chowing box, are they going to make them use a dental dam? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Is it not, I, you know, I think it's mainly just penetration of any rim sort. jobs. 
What about the rim jobs? Think of the, a rim job with a dental dam. I've never even seen a dental dam in real life. I've never even seen a picture of a dental dam. I've only heard about it. Is it just saran wrap? Is it just a piece of saran wrap? It's just a piece of like, yeah, like plastic. It's not a... Can I just use saran wrap and say it's a dental dam or does it not work? It's it's more like, uh, it's more pliable than than saran wrap. I think it's more durable. It's not going to rip apart, but uh, it's like PVC. You're really going to town on the rim job, aren't you? But I mean, the fact of the matter is, is, you know what? I kind of liken this to Japanese porn that's pixelated. I, I can't watch it. I, I, I hate it. I can't watch it. It bothers me. Whereas the condom porn, still show. I mean, I guess if I had to watch condom porn, I could. But it also kind of kind of annoys me. I don't know. I, it I feel like bother the, me that much. You can I, still see the vagina. That's true, but I'm just saying it's it, it doesn't you know ruin the fantasy for me, but it, it ruins the risk that should be being that should be taken. You want that porn actor to get gonorrhea? There's one a time chance out of ten. You yeah. know that's a occupational hazard that's not going to be there if they have to wear a condom. I just I don't know. I just kind of find it unfair. The dental dam thing will bother me. Yeah, I no, might just di- stop watching porn the first time I see that. Dental dam's like pixelating. You know. Yeah. Well, they say like 90% of U.S. porn films are made here in Los Angeles, and almost all of them are in the uh, San Fernando Valley, the Grand Valley of porn. But uh, with, with films, internet downloads, downloads, sex toys, admission to dance clubs, you know, uh, this guy Mark Kearns here, the editor of Adult Video News, said the industry produces about $8 billion of revenue a year for the city. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to... Uh, is that just the taxes, or the taxes are applied to that $8 billion? I think it's uh, the whole gamut there. It's like taxes, uh, you know, just all the revenue associated with porn is $8 billion a year. That's, That's huge. the whole ball of dick, as they say. The whole nine yards. Well, he says that requiring condoms would further erode business, and it's already being attacked by the internet, and the, you know, how, how prolific porn has become on the internet. Um, they say consumers particularly those overseas, have made it clear that they will not watch films when actors use condoms, complaining that it's distracting and ruins the fantasies. You know, th- this goes with what I've always felt here. Europeans love to see penis. They love the cock over there. They always have. <laughs> Foreskins, too. <laughs> I, I, I just think this is another step in the, like, you know, porn used to have a big, hairy, like, nasty bush. That was cool. Now, then they started shaving, became sterile with the shaved uh, beavers, and now the condoms. And pretty much it'll just be robot. Pretty much I'll just be watching that animated computer porn. Are they make it China. On, well, you see it in the on the YouTube, U porns, and the porn tubes, and the UJs, and you're like, what the? Why would I watch that? I think it's but, soon it's going to be Jew style porn, just hole in a sheet. You'll see like a dick come through, and that's it. That's all, that's all you'll see. <laughs> They have. I have been noticing that a lot lately. This glory hole porn is pretty much the same thing, right? I hate glory hole porn too. So do I. I find it really it's gross. Ju- it's like hole in the sheet. What, what's the difference? That, yeah, it's very similar. There's no sheet though. It's a wall usually, or you know, like a wooden box. But uh, Mr. Simon, I can tell the difference between a sheet and a wall. <laughs> and, and there's saying. not a conceptually. There's, there's not a guy named Herschel behind the the, the wall. His name's probably Rex. He's got like the a whole point dog. is I can imagine him to be named whatever I get damn well please. <laughs> I th- I call him Moisha. <laughs> so uh, so opponents of this law here, porn vendors, 
They say that the industry does its own policing. Uh, filmmakers say they require actors to be tested for sexually transmitted diseases every 30 days when they're working. If someone's going to catch an SCD, it's usually out of the business because they're tested so often. And they, uh, they interviewed Tabitha Stevens here, veteran porn actress. She's been in the business 17 years. She's a moron. She's, she goes she, in Howard Stern once in a while. She's completely like has an IQ of about 50. How many of them really have an IQ above 50? Some of them are smart. That girl Penny Flame and, uh, you know, Holly was pretty bright. Yeah, that's true. Um, she says she prefers to use condoms, acknowledging that they do increase safety. She said the choice should be left up to the performers and not mandated by a government agency. I agree. I got to say I agree with that. But what makes me wonder, and I guess this is what vexes me about this whole situation, is what would Los Angeles be without porn? That's one of my favorite aspects of the city. Is not, not that you'd see just random porn stars at clubs. I like seeing the porn stars. Who's, you know, the shelf life of a porn star is what? 35? 30, probably younger than that. Probably 32. Well, I mean, you know, there's genres that you can move into. Well, yeah, but I mean, in general... <laughs> The the big money making time in porn is like twenties. By the time you're twenty eight, twenty nine, yeah. By the time oh, you're twenty eight, twenty nine, you're you're pretty much you know got to retire. Maybe you direct. Maybe you work in some other aspect of the porn industry. But what you I count, find funny, counseling. Yeah. <laughs> you counsel like other broken younger porn stars. Well, what I find funny is that, right? <clears throat> and you see this all the time in Los Angeles, especially in Hollywood. It's like you'll go to Trader Joe's or Bed Bath and Beyond in Hollywood. And there's this chick with just massive, just this massive rack and just like, you know, a lot of plastic surgery on her face. And she's probably like 38, maybe 40. And you could just tell that she used to be in a porn. Like she, she might have even been in like Debbie Does Dallas or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet now they have to work normal jobs. Well, a lot of them strip also because, you know, it's dark in there. But that only the stri- lasts to the life 40s. Of the stripper, yeah, but you can extend yourself like. Maybe 10 years doing that. All I'm saying is if uh, L.A. You know, <clears throat> mandates condoms, if they order everybody to wear condoms, the porn industry is going to leave the city. And I'm not going to get to see those retired, insane porn, you know, just porn actresses walking down the street. Where, where, do you think, where do you think the porn industry will go? I, I mean, Phoenix or, or Nevada, right? I say Phoenix I say, Fe- I say Phoenix. Phoenix. I guess it depends on... Uh, you know, where, where they'd make, make the most money. But I would say Phoenix or Nevada, for sure. Probably outside I, of I Vegas. For, I bet you Phoenix. Yeah. Phoenix is sleazy. I still live there. It's cheap. I don't know. Keep it in the San it's Fernando close to Valley. LA. It's in the mayor's hands now. So we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, actually, uh, this is episode 313 here is Sick and Wrong. Uh, next week, I think we'll, yeah, next week is the official Sick and Wrong six-year anniversary show. Joy. I think, well, I think if you look at the actual date of when the show started, it should be this week. But we haven't had time to prepare an anniversary this show. This week is fucked. Yeah, I know. You've been busy. I've been busy. There's, there's planning that, that, that gets, you know, that, 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 that has to be done here. And I got to solve this tampon mystery. The, the countless hours that me and Wackerly spend planning this show, going back and forth, organizing what we're going to talk about. I mean, people, I making, know it. Making charrettes. I know people think it's like free flying, you know, free flying here with D and Lance, but no, I mean it's just hours of planning that goes into this. There's lots of flow charting and uh, lots of charting. You know, that, you know that computer program that assists you in writing scripts? I yeah, use that, that all the time. That we use that program a lot. Um, the white, I have a whiteboard here. 
that I can write on with a erasable marker. And sometimes I'll make a diagram and I'll say, you know, this is something, an idea. So that, I call it the idea board. So anyway, we have our ideas on the idea board and you're going to get to hear them next week for the anniversary show. Because this week is episode 313. It's a regular sick and wrong show. A uh, quick recap of last week's show, episode 312. Um, we did two genitalia-related stories. Uh, the first one is about an Aussie woman who had two vaginas and an Iranian man with a permanent tattooed chub. Uh, you know what? Believe it or not, the chub won by just two votes. People love chubs. Yeah, I, I think maybe they thought it was more sick and wrong to have a chub for the rest of your life. With a tattoo on I, it. I love vagina, and two vaginas is even better. But there's something about chubs. It's like a, a chub is like a pug. Everybody loves a pug. Even though you might not want to own one because they're kind of gross. But, like, if you saw one, you would, you'd, you know, cuddle it. That's <laughs> what chubs are like. <laughs> I don't know. I think two vaginas is better than one. But uh, you're not voting for what's the best, chub, you know, the better story. You're You're voting for what's the most sick and wrong story. And I think... People say, you know, going through life with a, a permanent chub might be difficult. It definitely restricts the clothing that you can wear on a regular basis. So congratulations there, listener two. You won episode 312. People, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes. We're going to get the Sick and Wrong care package. You can send your submissions to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Submit them via Facebook or send them through the form or even the Twitter. I love uh, getting my articles via the Twitter. It's my new uh, my new method right now. Twitter's Checking the Twitter. Right. Yeah, there, there's there are multiple ways to send us your fucking story. Okay, so calm down. Anyway, um, we did get you some good ones. Into, you could sneak into Dee's apartment and just put it on the idea board. If you <laughs> if you if you can get into my apartment and uh, put it on the idea board, I do live on the eleventh floor. But if you can, we will definitely do your story. Even though I'll probably be a little bit frightened of you. But yes, we you will have to work through it. Uh, before we get to uh, the, the, the stories here for this week's show, uh, here's a word from um, one of our sponsors, audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So the first listener story here for episode uh, 313 came in from Brian, who calls himself the other guy from Iowa. So apparently we have two <laughs> listeners in Iowa, Brian and Scott. Does he like to shit? <laughs> Is he interested in fecal materials? <laughs> Uh, Brian writes, uh, is this Bob Madigan's brother? You know, Bob Madigan actually has two brothers that I've met. Uh, one I of them, know the one. You remember Boom, who yeah. is just, I don't know what Boom. Boom kind of looked like a punk rock Danny DeVito. I always I mean, thought of him to be like, you know that those troll dolls that are on the in, end of a pencil? Oh, yeah, crazy I guess. Hair? And you kind of spin always, them and their hair imagined, goes up? Yeah, I always imagined it to be like a life-size punk rock one of those. He was definitely very punk rock. Like he sang for several different punk rock bands. He's covered in tattoos. Very, very 
he's a very insane, unpredictable person. I know, uh, especially when he used drugs. I don't know exactly. Still what a little to more him. sane than Bob, but still insane. Yeah, he definitely was. He was definitely much more um, level-headed than Bob, which is kind of odd. But their other brother is the one that's in the mental institution. I met that guy one time. I did Rampage Radio. I forgot this guy's name, but he actually looks a lot like the uh, the guy in this story. I may, I'll post a picture to him. But this guy had burns like throughout his body. I remember he was he took his shirt off to show everybody at the at the Rampage Radio station one night. He was like, "You check it out." He lit himself on fire. The guy he wasn't even he was sober too. He didn't even do drugs. He was just an insane person. Lit himself on fire, and his whole body was just covered in like Freddy Krueger type of like gnarled, gnarled, scarred tissue. Wow, he seems like he's probably the craziest of the three brothers. Of the three brothers, even Bob said sometimes he was scared to hang out with him by himself. I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can imagine. I don't want to be alone in a room with that guy. I wouldn't want to be alone in a room with this guy either. The protagonist of the story I'm about to read. So Russell Hofstad was hungry. What did he do instead of going to Wendy's or McDonald's or Taco Bell? He broke into a warehouse, skinned a cat, ate pieces of the cat, and wore its tail as a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the new hipster look of 2000, is, or 2012. Dude, Those, I'm telling uh, you, man. Dead cat's tail necklaces would be huge. Those huge cafes in Los Angeles. are out. You just, I mean, I don't quite know how they would work. I mean, would you just cut the whole tail off and wear it as a choker? Or do you like, you know, just kind of put a, put a string on, like maybe a chain, like a simple yeah. metal chain and just tie the tail around it? I kind of pictured it like, like the tail is the necktie. <laughs> so it's not like it's a choker. It's like the tail's hanging down the front of your chest, like a, like a necktie. And then, yeah, you have some kind of string around your neck. Oh, so it's not cats, a, it's, most cats' tails aren't that long. Like you'd have to be have kind of like a thin neck to get it all the way around, even as a choker. I don't think I have a thick, like fat neck. Would it be possible to somehow make it into a bolo tie? Hmm. Well, that's kind of along the lines of what I'm saying. I yeah, think I think it would look. I think that would look good. I, I just could see a dead cat's tail. I could just see a cat's tail becoming a fashion accessory here in uh, Los Angeles. This guy. Fashion forward man. Fashion forward thinking man, this guy, Russell Hofstad. Why was there a warehouse full of cats? Or was it just one cat in a warehouse full of other things? Well, here I'll tell you. So Russell's okay. twenty four years old. Um apparently he he uh had he was hungry. He was hungry, he just got out of prison, and uh he I don't think he had anywhere else to go. He had just been released from jail, nowhere to go, so he broke into this warehouse. He said he knew of the warehouse because he had recently attended a rave there. <laughs> recently, like before he went into jail or he got out of jail, went to a rave, went home from the rave, then went back to eat. I think he was in jail for like a couple of years. And in his mind, the rave was still going on when he got out. And so <laughs> like he was like, just I'll just yesterday. go back to the rave, you know, just pick up life where it just, you know, where it ended. Yeah, somebody's got to break to him. Yeah, raves aren't really that big anymore. It's 2011. <laughs> Maybe in the 90s, but uh, yeah. So anyway. All right, well, let's go see Pearl Jam then. Uh, that, yeah, grunge is kind of over, too. <laughs> sorry. Man, all right. Nirvana? It's like, no, <laughs> nope. sorry, dude. That's, that's sorry. Just, it's gone, you know. That, that time is over now. 
We listen to dubstep now. Yes. Scary, unnatural music. But this is why raves are scary anyway. And why if, if let's say I had a, you know, if I ended up becoming a parent, I wouldn't want my child to go to rave just because of dudes like this. These are Pad guys eaters. that, you know, in San Francisco especially, I remember countless raves that I went to, you know, head full of drugs, you know, mind completely clouded by ecstasy. And I just end up talking to some dude named Wheeler about, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, his, his stay in prison. And I'm like, Where, how do you know these people? I just wandered off the street because they let anybody in. You know, it, every every one of your apocryphal stories always has a guy named Wheeler. Did you ever notice that? Because it makes me wonder a, who the real Wheeler was. I know a lot of Wheelers. <laughs> I don't know how many you've met, any, but so. I know a lot of Wheelers. We should get at least one Wheeler as a guest on the podcast at some point. Those Wheelers don't have phones. I can't track them down. It's not like <laughs> yeah, Wheelers walking to, around with an iPhone. You're, you're gonna have to bring him up to your studio. He's going to have to be in reach of the board, the idea board. I'll, I'll have to find him, and maybe Wheeler can write some ideas on the board, but they'll, they'll probably just be bloody pentagrams that he wrote with his own, uh, his own lifeblood. That's fine. It'll be entertaining. So, okay, so Hofstad thought, all right, you know, this raise probably still going on, even though it's 16 years later, but hey, you know, maybe it's going on. So he goes over there, and, uh, you know, he said he hadn't eaten in a while, so he's hungry. He saw a cat. It, and if, if you think about it, when you're on drugs... Especially at a rave, you, know, you you see a cat, and you might think that that cat looks like a bean burrito or a Mexi melt. I mean, if you're on a lot of drugs and you're delusional and you're schizophrenic, there's a chance that a cat could look like a fur covered burrito. I guess. I mean, w- was he thinking that you know, like raves are known for their giant all you can eat buffets, <laughs> or was he looking specifically for the cat? I'll go back to that rave. They had a Slurpee machine and a giant bag of Cheetos and that nacho cheese fountain. I wonder if there's just a rave going on in the guy's head all the time. <laughs> you know, he's just hearing the music, sees the cat, thinks it's a burrito, decides to eat it. Bash- he, so he bashed, its he bashed it over the head with a stick, used a butcher's knife he'd found to skin it and gut it. Uh, in mm. addition to wearing the animal's organs as a necklace, um, he, he told police he planned to taxidermy the cat. He wanted to save the animal skeleton so he could use it as a Halloween decoration at his party. <laughs> I like that he's going to have a party. He doesn't have a house. He's eating cats out of abandoned warehouses, but he's planning his Halloween party. It, it, it's funny to me that this guy obviously has no sense of time. I mean, he's already no. planning the Halloween party. It's not Halloween, obviously. Um, he thinks it's 1994 and there's a rave going on. But um, I don't know where he's been, you know? So not only did he skin and gut the cat, save some of its organs, eat a bit, he wrote things on the walls, he deployed every fire extinguisher in the building, and he broke all the fire alarm panels. Makes me think, what do you think uh, Russell wrote? (laughs) You know, what what was he writing on the walls? What was he using to write on the walls with? Cat's blood. Cat's blood, I'm thinking cat's blood. So the cops, the, the, the officers that arrived asked him, about the writing on the walls. And uh, Hofstad explained to the officers that the writing, th- these were reminders. And they were written on the walls because he didn't have any paper. <laughs> you know, it's just like, um, okay, it's, you know, I'm just going to... He doesn't have an iPhone. He can't write memos. My, my, my Wheeler buddies, they don't have iPhones. You know, they got to yeah. use what they have to write down. You know, I mean, I'm sure this guy has ideas that he wants to remember, like, you know, must harvest cats' organs. Must. He was probably planning his party. 
Totally. I, I bet you use like must market cat necklaces. I you know? need green or uh, orange and black streamers. I'm going to have about 140 guests. Must buy bunch. candy corn. Pumpkins. Apple bobbing. You know, he's Apple probably bobbing. coming up with ideas. He was brainstorming with cat's blood on the wall of this uh, warehouse. You got to schedule that stuff. Like, when do you bring out the apple bobbing get up, you know? Yeah, you know. Right I mean, away? Do you wait till 10 p.m.? When do you think people are going to leave? How much candy do you need to you hand know, out it's to very sim- It's very similar to the Manson family who wrote in a Sharon Tate's blood all over, you know, the Helter Skelter and all that. Insane people don't have iPhones. These are insane people memos, you know? Yeah. And in blood on the wall. It's like, that's how else are you going to remember something? You can't be expected. Either, well, it's either that or you cut it into your arm. The cops suspect that Hofstad was under the influence of something at the time of his arrest. His eyes were bloodshot, and he was rambling incoherently. But it's unclear what, if any, drugs he had taken. He just ate a diseased alley cat. <laughs> like, seriously? Do you need anything more than that? So, you He's know, I got feline AIDS and mange. There, there are many different sick and wrong uh, elements to this story. I don't know. You could pick out yours, your favorite one. I think uh, I like the memos, the memos in cat blood while wearing the, the cattail necklace. I kind of wish that a rave did start there and like the, the ravers showed up and they're like, what the fuck have you been up to? He's the master of ceremonies at that point. Just big pile of cat guts in the middle of the warehouse. I wonder if they would still Not just cool, be like, ah, bro. fuck it. Just, you know, turn on the music. Let's have some fun. Here's some ecstasy. Yeah. I hope we get a lot of hate mail telling us that raves are still cool. You know, they, no, but they have uh, revived the rave, actually. The rave scene, it's all dubstep now, like Skrillex and all that. Yeah, I can't wait for the hate mail. You yeah. guys don't know about the rave scene, man. Don't talk about it. Okay. All right. That's fine with me. We'll see. <laughs> What do you have here for the second listener story, Wacker? My story came from Robert Rich out of Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And everybody knows about this, but I I feel like I have to point it out. I have to do the story. It's uh, the... Costa Concordia, a Costa Concordia, the cruise ship that went down off the coast of, I'm going to say Italy, because I don't know exactly where it is. This is a major news event. It's been all it's over. It's a major news event, but you got you got to do it. I mean, so this guy's name's Captain Francesco Schettino, but I'm just going to call him Super Mario. Is it um, like a, 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 you know, the, a world-renowned cruise line, like? You know, like uh, Norwegian Sky or Carnival um, it's Cruises. It's not one or of those something. Norwegian ones, but it does have sort of like a a, de- a decently known. It, it's a it's a respected cruise line. Okay, all right. So it, uh, it, it all right. So there's a certain level of uh, of recognition. It's not just kind of this random it's Italian not like, cruise. It's not line. like Milo Minder Binders. You know, like ad hoc cruise of wonder. Yeah. Okay, that's what yeah. I was wondering. No. Um, but you know, I, I think their prestige is going to go down. I don't think anybody is going to be taking, booking a cruise with these people for quite some time. Well, what if they um, want to go on a Poseidon adventure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like thrilling. Go on the thrill cruise. You don't want a boring cruise with, with umbrella drinks and, you know, Diarrhea. playing shuffleboard. 
You want you're an extreme type of cruise person. You might die. He uh, it was an a thou- it was a thousand foot cruise ship um that this uh super captain super mario um ran aground um and i guess this place is called new orleans i don't think it's the new orleans in in america but uh but there's a new orleans in italy i think i'm reading the wrong part of this article this is All some right. other captain who's who's piloted a ship near new orleans i wish i would have highlighted this a where typical wackerly amazing narrative uh, he was no <laughs> Oh, Tuscany. Tuscany. Got it. So there's a Tuscany, uh, New Orleans in Tuscany? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The New Orleans part was wrong. Oh, okay. This happened right. in tu- off off of Tuscany. Uh, the whole thing is, I mean, you know, cruise ships have problems all the time. Maybe they sink. Not very often. But the problem is that this captain, you know, completely abandoned his 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 duties as the captain, where which says that you're supposed to, you know... Stay on the sh- go down with the ship. At least stay on the ship until all the other passengers are safe, including the rest of the crew. Right? He's no Scully um, Scullenberger. He's fa- <laughs> you know he's not. He's nah, facing I mean, charges, possible charges of manslaughter, manslaughter, um, for for this uh, problem. And, and so it's not not only did he did he not go down with the ship, but he also they think it's his fault because he um, he made an unauthorized detour from the ship's programmed route. Um and uh, that's why they think this thing ran aground. Uh, other Was other he captains intoxicated on Fernet or something. Well, he's an Italian guy, Uzo and whatever they drink over there. Fernet, um, Campari, they drink that right. Not a Campari. I bet you had several Camparis. I mean, not to I mention several Camparis he... in like seventy-three meatball. What do you expect? I mean, what was he trying to do? Like, do a couple, you know, uh, donuts or something? Somebody, it's not ship? in this article, but I, I read that he was trying to get close to this part of the coast because he like wanted to wave and to and impress his friend. Which I never got. <laughs> I never found out whether it was a man or a woman. But you know, being an Italian guy, it was probably some some buxom blonde. You know, I, Italian I saw a woman. picture of her. She's a ballerina, Russian ballerina, blonde, amazing looking, just beautiful. I'm and sure. uh, yeah. I thought she was on the ship with him, and he was like, "Check it out, hey, I'm cruising the ship." But maybe she no. was on the on the on the shore, and he was trying to like do a drive by, do the honk the horn like they do with trucks. She, she was on the land. She was a land loving it, as, as they say. Other ship captains are mortified, right? So this dude, um, this dude, um, Jim Staples, he's the guy who's a captain of a ship that goes around New Orleans in uh, the United States. He says, I'm totally embarrassed by what he did. He's given the industry a bad name. He's made us all look bad. It's shameful. You know, I, you gotta say I agree with that. I mean, there's how many how many people are on this ship? Quite a few. Uh, more than four hundred four thousand two hundred passengers and crew. So that's but even worse that, than a pilot didn't, drinking. Didn't the crew? Didn't the cruise ship industry get a bad name like a couple years ago when everybody was getting like horrible diarrhea? Dysentery. You know, to the point, like, dysentery. Yeah. Like that. That didn't give them a bad name. Or I guess he could be saying that this is giving them a worse name. So so what you exactly couldn't, happened? You couldn't pay me to go on a cruise. What exactly happened though? He went too close ashore, slammed he... into a reef on Friday after he made an unauthorized detour from the ship's programmed route. Then um he, you know, the coast guard gets involved, the Italian coast guard, and they come over, they get him on the radio and they find out that he's in a lifeboat. 
Like, you know, the ship is going down. They can't, they don't even know where everybody is. They can see people scrambling around on the boat. He's already in a lifeboat. And so, uh, the Italian coast guard, um, starts yelling at this guy, Captain Super Mario, to like get back on the ship and he and he's just sort of being evasive and he's resisting repeated orders to go back. Uh, telling the Coast Guard guy that the ship was tipping and it was dark. The ship is tipping and it is dark. I'd yeah, but, to go okay. back. Okay, all right, all right. I heard that he was trying to help women and children into the boat and he tipped, like he tripped, and he fell over and he landed in the boat and then the boat just kind of became detached from the rest of the ship and it just started floating. Yes. Yes. It was too late. I mean, what is it, what is it going to do? What, what, I mean, what, what's a man going to do? Said it, he, said he, he said he ended up in a life right after he tripped and fell into the water, right into the boat. <laughs> what you going to do about it? Come on, forget about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, this this, tradi- this tradition of, of staying with the ship for the captain, it isn't established in international maritime law, but some countries, like Italy have included it in their national laws. So he actually has broken an Italian law by doing this, by leaving the ship before all the uh, people Well, I picture the guy just kicking children out of the way, pushing women down, and just jumping in the lifeboat and just being like, every man for themselves! Ah!" I picture him with a wig on and like a big baggy dress, like, oh, I need to get off of the boat, I'm a pregnant lady. I don't know, this doesn't bode well for Italian cruise lines. I can say one thing, though. I can say one thing. This would not have happened if Mark Wahlberg was the was the captain of that ship. Oh yeah. I mean there could be Somali pirates, there could be terrorists that would be on the ship. Mark Wahlberg would have kicked their ass, and even if the ship hit a reef and still was going down, he would have saved everybody on the ship. Put him on my boat. Let's go to Taco Bell, people. This incident is over. He's just that that dude is just a badass. And I just don't feel that uh, you know, I, I personally will never go on a cruise. With a foreign captain. How do you even know, though, when you sign up? I've never been on a cruise, and I never will go on a cruise. Not not because I'm scared of it sinking, not because I'm scared of dysentery, uh, not because I'm scared of sunburn, just because it sounds awful being stuck. It, it, it'd be like going and staying in a hotel where you can't leave the hotel, right? And it's a very cramped hotel. Oh, it's bloody, it's, like? it's, it's bloody awful. I When I was on that one with my dad... Yeah, you know, that we we had the whole cruise ship uh, experience story. But yeah, when I was on there with my dad, it's like you're we trapped in a room that was like half the size of like the old sick and wrong studio. Oh Jesus. I mean it's like a four by four box trapped in there with my dad. But then not only that, I was I was one of the I'm an old man. I'm like, you know, a thirty six year old man and I was one of the youngest people on that ship. I'd say the average age was probably sixty eight. Oh, it Jesus. was awful. Yeah, it was awful. Well, here, here's a... So I read this... I got this... Uh, this article's from the HuffPo that uh, Robert Rich sent me. And uh, they they actually refer to another story, which I have to relate because it's just too funny. Um, so th- this incident reminds people of a, another cruise ship sinking off the coast of South Africa in 1991. It was the Greek luxury liner Oceanos. Um... It went down. 402 passengers and 179 crew members all survived. But Captain Giannis Avranis uh, and some other officers left the ship also while some passengers were still on board. So that's not the funny part. That's the similar part. The funny part is this. After they bailed, <laughs> a magician who had been performing on the ship 
took over the bridge. So this is like Dave, David Copperfield or like uh, whatever that other dude's name is with the rainbow thing on his chest. Um, uh, he Chris was like Angel. running the boat. <laughs> yeah, Chris Angel. Sure, why not? He's running the. He's got the big wheel with the handles on it. You know, maybe he's like talking through that horn, and then he's monitoring rescue calls. It says, and a fellow entertainer kept passengers calm by playing Beatles song on its Beatles songs on his guitar. Wow, wow! I would have been Yellow Submarine. <laughs> we all are gonna die in this Yellow Submarine. I would have been scared out of my mind at that point. But I guess I mean you're you're so scared. It's just like well, I might as well enjoy this. We get to have a least... cap. We get to have a captain doing magic tricks, and we got a you know Beatles singer over here. You know, it's like if you if you're gonna die, you might as well die happy. I can't think of something happier than that. Maybe if there's a girl giving me a hand job. I got another crew well, member giving all the men hand jobs. It was last a hand job. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the magician is better than if it was like the the ship's clown to go for the helm. <laughs> Yeah, oh God. This quote from that captain is great, though. Listen to this. So that captain, the Greek captain, said this. The Greek accent's kind of like an Italian accent, right? You're not going to fault me for that. They, they say a when lot I of order, eh. When I order abandoned ship, it doesn't matter what time I leave. Abandoned is for everybody. If some people like to stay, they can stay. <laughs> That's a direct <laughs> quote. <laughs> I love this lackadaisical attitude. Of, uh, the su- of there's su- it's the Southern Europeans. That's why all there. their yeah. economies are fucked right now, too. Wow. Okay, well, I guess the moral of the story is don't take a Southern European cruise line. No, do not. People, you can decide uh, which is the most sick and wrong story. Is it, sicker, is it sicker and wronger to kill a cat, eat some of it, and wear its tail as a necklace? Or is it worse to, you know, uh, ride a cruise ship and to ground a cruise ship to impress a friend... And then abandon it while people are, while it's sinking. I don't know. It's up to you. Cigaronpodcast.com. You decide who won episode 313. We've got a few phone calls uh, to get to. Actually, we're going to do thought experiments today because I have a list, a a number of thought experiments that um, have just been sitting on my desktop. Uh, People, you can call in uh, your phone call to Cigaron Junk Dial line at 206-666-3846. Before we get to our first thought experiment, here's a word from adamandeve.com. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. All right, here's the first thought experiment. Uh, this guy really, really wants us to do this thought experiment. He emailed, he called. He's, he's serious about this. I have my eye protection, my lab coat, and my pocket protector on. I'm ready. You're ready. You're in full thought experiment mode. Okay, let's go. Yeah. 
Stick and Roll Thought Experiment. Hi guys, here's a thought experiment for you from Bolton, England. If you married a woman and then she told you four or five years down the line that her ex-boyfriend had made her have the dog lick her cunt, would you remain married to that woman or would you divorce her because you don't want to eat her to the same dog bowl? Um, would it matter that the dog wasn't a purebred? It was a quite a large dog. Um, does size matter? What do you think? Give me an idea. Cheers. Keep up the good work. By the way, I look after paedophiles. It's my job. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh. I don't I get this. Him, dude, yeah. He's a paedophile caretaker? He's a wrangler. Paedophile wrangler. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You He's know, like a paedophile they, keeper. They, I bet you they do a good job of it over there, too. They do a shitty job of, job of it here in the United States, at least in California. And don't they implant wh- them with tags and like have CCTV cameras like outside on, on them at all times? Well, who was that like girl? Big Brother who over was, there. Who was that girl who recently was found? You know, she'd been kept in the backyard for twenty years, and she had kids and everything. That blonde chick. What was her name? Lacey oh, Tracy Dugard. 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 J.C. Dugard. Because we can't keep track of our fucking pedos. Yeah, we we don't we we don't keep track of our sex offenders. I mean, he kept her for twenty years. And and right. people and he was go- already he was already on probation and for, like from coming out of jail for being a sex offender and the other reason we didn't know is because oh that was in the next state over yeah we didn't keep track of him and people I mean Nevada. they sent like social workers over to the house and they'd be like all right everything's right. cool I'm gone even though she was living in this like makeshift prison cabin in the in the backyard with her children that yeah, she with her children fathered yeah. by the guy you know fuck so this guy married a woman. And then found out after the fact, I wonder how long after, that she had had oral sex with a dog. Well, see, uh, d- <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not going to surprise anybody that we discussed this concept. You put it on the ideas board. We shuffled it around, put some post-its here and there around it with arrows. Mm-hmm. But you told me she had oral sex with a dog with the previous boyfriend. I thought you meant she blew the dog. No, the dog licked her. But the boyfriend that's made her. quite different. No, the boyfriend made, I mean, it's still a sex act with an animal. It's quite different. One really bothers me, the other doesn't. I think both bother me. I don't know if it bothered me enough to divorce. Here's, here's my issue on it. I guess this is almost more of a my two cents thing, isn't it? Than a thought experiment? Sort of. Because I mean, what's asking, he asking? Asking what would you do is not really an experiment. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, t- I don't know. It's, it's a gray area between my two cents and thought experiment. But if if I met a woman and I remember, okay, I'm going to give you a little story. A little story back in D's past here. I was is in there college. Is Wheeler involved? Actually, yeah, as a matter of fact, there is. Uh, her ex-boyfriend Shit. was named Wheeler. But no, um, I met this girl. I remember I met this girl who worked at the bagel store while I worked at the mailboxes, et cetera, in Chicago. And she was pretty cute, a little older than me. I think she, she worked at the bagel store. You worked at the hot dog factory. <laughs> Let's just make this a good meta- metaphorical story. Okay, I worked at the hot dog factory, and uh, it was called the Wiener Schnitzel. And she worked at the bagel store, the bagel shop. Yeah. And so, okay. um, anyway, she had graduated from school. I don't know already. I think I was like a sophomore or something like that. And mm, anyway, we had sex. Woman. Hanging out. We'd been hanging out for a couple months, and we had sex, and we're 
just kind of, you know how like you're, you're laying, you're smoking a cigarette, you're laying there relaxing after having sexual intercourse. Rip a start, big fart, don't care anymore. You start having you conversation, just casual conversation yeah. about stuff. So she was like, so how many people, the most, you know, the highest number of people you've had sex with? And I was like, uh, one. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm like, at, a, at a time or at that point, you'd only fucked one other person? No, I'm not saying how many people I've had at one time. Simultaneously, how many oh. people have you had sex with? And I mean, right. I was like, I don't know, 19 or something. So I was like, uh, right. one. I was just like, what about you? Thinking maybe she's had like a menage a trois or something. She's like, oh, 16. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, just sh- shock. Like, what? I was like, what, were the, what was the clam to ham ratio on this? And she was like, I don't know, like maybe four guys, 12 girls. Mm. Which isn't That's that so bad. bad. But anyway, I, you know, at first I was really freaked out about it. But then I thought about it. And I thought, you know, who am I to judge someone on their past sexual experiences? You know she lied about the number of dudes, right? I, you know, I bet you she lied on the, about the number of people. I bet you she was probably there was probably like thirty people there. But anyway, and well, and and like twenty of them were guys, twenty five. As long as she's been tested, you know, her sexual past is her sexual past. It's not as who long am I as to pass judgment? She's been judgment. tested. She's D Simon blessed. Exactly. That that is my motto, Wackerly. That's my motto. What? How do you feel about this? Your story or the dog dick? My story's irrelevant. Your story, the dog dick. I the don't dog. mind that. I mean, it's it's fucked up, and I'm going to be like, wow, your past relationship was fucked and freaky and weird, and it's not really cool, but I'm going to make fun of you for it forever. But if the dog licked your pussy, I don't give a shit. Okay, what if she sucked the Doberman's cock? That I have a problem with. You <laughs> She's <would> be- <laughs> sucking red lipstick dog dick? I mean, that's like a deer in a donkey show at that point. <laughs> Okay. If she got fu- if she got fucked by the dog, the you know, uh, pe- dog penis penetration, that would also bother me. So you wouldn't if she, be able if the to even licking her vagina. I don't okay, care. but let's let's say she looked like Scarlett Johansson. She's really into mystery science theater, you know, three thousand or whatever, and she's a cool person to spend time with. But you found out, yeah, she did suck a Doberman's cock. Is the relationship mm. done at that point? Oh man! Would you guys go to couples therapy? I would require some some heavy payback, and and no sexual act would be verboten to me. Oh, so then you can do? I'm putting it up your ass. (laughs) No, I don't do that. You suck the dog's cock. You do everything. I got an all access pass to your body, okay? Because you had a Doberman's cock in your mouth. Lick my asshole. I don't like to lick asshole. Oh, you suck a dog's cock, but you don't. You're not going to lick my asshole. Come on. I wonder what this limey ended up doing. Probably something like that. Sounds like he's not too thrilled. No, remember his his wife or did it happen to him? Are we just accepting that he's saying like? Oh, this had to have. You know, this is like someone calling up, being like, "So uh, this friend of mine that I know, Wheeler, ended up uh, (laughs) this guy in a Wheeler from the bar. He got married to this woman, and uh, it turns out that she sucked a Doberman's cock. He doesn't like it. I don't. From his tone, he does not. He can't abide by the fact that. A dog licked his woman's pussy. You know what I think? You don't know why? I bet you it's because of his friendship, his friend circle. I bet you they won't let him forget that. Because he probably made the well, mistake of yeah. telling one guy. Now everybody knows. <laughs> I if, would make fun of you if, if it was between us. Would you just be doing dog noises like every time my girlfriend was around? Yeah, I would. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. I'm not telling you anything. Like every time a dog came around, I'd be like, hey, Mrs. or Miss Simon or whatever you call your girlfriend at the moment. Like, <laughs> that's a cute dog, don't you think? You just want to like, you just want to kiss his face. 
I, I call so her cute. I, I call her Ho. Okay, just, just hey you know. Ho. Yeah, <laughs> you better get your Ho in line. You better get. You better grab your Ho. Here comes a German Shepherd. Hold her back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's this. I hope we helped you out there, Limey. Um, I don't know. You're in a you're in a dilly of a pickle there. Quite a quandary. Um, I'd say don't listen to your friends. Just had her pussy licked by a dog. Dog didn't think it was doing anything wrong. She probably had a little bit of fun. She was probably really intoxicated. I'd say let it go. Um, here's a second thought experiment we got here, which actually is kind of a time travel thought experiment. What's up, Dan Lance? It's the uh, Thoughtomizer. Um, I have a uh, thought experiment for you guys, and I think it's better than the uh, eating trash versus eating semen that I came up with about a month ago. Um, I was wondering who you would rather party with, 1980s Charlie Sheen or 1980s Robert Downey Jr.? And why would you want to party with the one that you choose? Take it easy. Whoa. Ooh. This is a fine, this is like a fine titration experiment. You know, we're down to like splitting the, splitting the atom at this point. kind of. Yeah, I know. Cause I mean, these both come, come from the same mold. I, I, I don't really Some know. Some of the best experiments are, are at this fine level of detail though. I have to say. It, this is a tough, a tough call to make here because both those guys lived a very reckless, dissolute lifestyle throughout the eighties. I think Robert Downey kind of, had his ups and downs with rehab, and now it's kind of... He probably partakes every now and then, but with the moderation. Let me just point out, emphasize, we're talking about 1980s Sheen and, and Downey. 80s Downey. Right 80s Downey was insane. 80s Sheen was also insane. Not as publicly as insane as, as uh, Downey, though. Downey Jr., didn't he wake up... In like a Beverly Hills, not a, even a mansion. It was but a like little a girl's bedroom. House, in a little girl's bed. <laughs> yeah, like no, he didn't even like, know the family. He thought it was his bed. He was yeah. that fucked up. I've never, ever been anywhere near that fucked up. He got the good drug. He got the coke that you can do all night long and like you don't like pass out. You just keep going. But the thing is with Downey, I bet you Downey though, first of all, I don't know. He seems a little bent to me, so I never know who exactly he was partying with back then. But uh, bent as in bender, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he he doesn't come across as a little Could bit be. bent. Well, yeah, he's not. You never hear him. You hear him like being with starlets, but you never hear him being in a relationship. They're probably besties. Quiet, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he is a bumder. Maybe or maybe whatever. He might have had a bent phase or something. Anyway, I bet you like at that time he probably hung out with like. You know, like Molly Ringwald, who are, who are like the the famous starlets of that time, who I don't think necessarily... You know, everybody who was in the Breakfast Club, Ali Sheedy, Molly Ringwald. I, I don't think he was having crazy sex parties. I think he was having insane drug parties, probably hanging out with, yeah, like high-profile fo- celebrities, but I don't think it was like insane sex parties, like hot tub, you know, tons of blow, going around, you're, you're snorting off a girl's ass. Whereas Charlie Sheen, I mean, we found out about all this now. Because now it became became public knowledge, but think of how many years. If someone doesn't just all of a sudden reach the age of forty four and start partying with prostitutes or however old he is. <laughs> yeah. I Charlie you, Sheen, he he has maybe not as quality of drugs, but he has a he's gonna if you're partying with him, there's gonna be a lot of drugs and you're gonna be on the train to Skanktown twenty four seven. You know, Charlie Sheen though comes from Hollywood royalty though. He's an Estevez. True. So that means he's growing up. 
you know, just lived his life just with anything, a silver spoon, anything you want. He probably gets the most amazing drugs. He yeah, probably gets, true. you know, his dad, he probably has, with Emilio, they probably all get together, get the best hookers in L.A. Probably call up Heidi didn't, Fleiss. Didn't, didn't he get busted? He was one of the first celebrities to get busted with the Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss. I think Charlie Sheen's story is, you know, growing up, famous, Hollywood royalty, part of the Brat Pack, had his pick of all the sort of the classy, respectable gash, you know, Jennifer Jason Lee, all that crowd that we were discussing before. Mm-hmm. And I think he got sick. He got burnt out on it. Got sick said, of the you know A-listers. What? Yeah, I think I just want to do drugs and hang around dumb sluts and porn stars and prostitutes. Like that, I just want to fuck them. I, I'm not interested in like a real relationship. I guess somehow he ended up with Denise Richards and had some kids. He sowed his oats, but then he went back to it. You know, I think that guy's always lived this insane party lifestyle. It's, I think, I bet you now, it's probably not nearly as insane as it was in the 80s. I well, bet you he's he settled down he's a bit. He's old, he can't. Well, yeah, he ha- exactly. He, so, he doesn't even have any teeth anymore. <laughs> in answer to this guy's question, if I had to go back in time and hang out with either Charlie Sheen or Robert Downey, it would be the Sheen. I'd be partying with the Sheenus. The Sheen machine? <laughs> the Sheen machine. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. those major league years. Think of that. The years the How, major league. Here's, here's a good addition to the question. Hot though. shots. What if you have to hang out with him, like, nonstop for, like, six months? <laughs> that, I don't know if I could do it. Then I might tr- choose J- Downey Jr. Because you know Downey Jr. is going to go to rehab a couple times. You'll have a little bit of break here and there. He probably takes a break once in a while. But Sheen, I just think, goes and go and, and like after six months, you'd it would be like torture. Well, I think you're taking creative license here and modifying this thought experiment. But <laughs> if we're if we're gonna level. go there, yeah, no, that's a lot of drug usage. You know how like after you've been partying on like a four day bender, you know, it's like yes, binge drinking and doing drugs. That it's I, I I get to the point where I have to stop. I can't do it any longer. I mean, yeah. and, and I bet you, like, Sheen never stops. I bet you it gets to the never point stops. where you want to kill him. You know, it's like a very nerve-wracking experience. I don't know. Yeah. I, I still say, it. I mean, we also don't know how long you're going to party with him. Maybe it's just one weekend of partying. That's what I'm thinking. Back in the 80s, I'm my age now, or maybe a little younger. <laughs> Let's say <laughs> 30. I'm not, like, my age. I'm not my age in the 80s, right? I'm you're not, like, 30. 15. You're 30 years old. You get to go 30. back in time, party with one of those two guys. For a long weekend, like President's Day weekend. Yeah. I'm picking Sheen. I'm picking Sheen all the way. All right, I'm picking Sheen, too. I, I don't know. be interesting sorry, to sorry, see Robert what the uh, listening Jr. audience has to say about that one. Well, people, call the Signal Room Hotline, 206-666-3846, and uh, yeah, just give us your thought experiments. Make sure they're thought-provoking, all right? Got some good ones this week. I will, I will give them that. So, Wackerly, uh, Sick and Wrong Forum... Uh, people, you should go check it out if you're not already on there. There's a controversy brewing on the forum right now that I find absolutely hilarious. Chicken fucker actually brought this to my attention. He uh, wrote an email talk- talking about, I guess we-, we spoke about this like 50 episodes ago, about the speed wanking competition. I don't even know if you remember this. 50 episodes? Hell no. But some guy, I mean, if you're on the forum, you look in the podcast feedback session section some guy this finnish guy claimed to have the world's record for jacking off 
quickly. I mean, the the, the fastest uh, mass, like the fastest wanking record in the world. Like he said, he was able to fully ejaculate in three point seven seconds from a limp starting position. Yeah, which I think is absolutely impossible. And his only verification was some obscure Finnish magazine called like Jazz Mag or something. Yeah, Josh Mike. That's my favorite. That's my favorite magazine. Anyway, he's boasting that he's like the world's fastest speed wanker, which I don't really know why you'd be boasting about that, but um I don't know if the dude on the forum is actually doing the boasting. He he's boasting about the guy who's in the article and as a as a Finn, I guess is what they call themselves. I thought I thought he was the guy expressing national pride. I don't think he's the guy. I don't know. Well, anyway, it it uh, provoked the ire of another guy named like John or Bonsai Joe or something who actually that was. guy is the guy. That guy is the guy. That guy is a speed wanker. Like he's a dude that competes against other dudes to jack off as quickly as possible. He's so not anyway, the Finnish guy though. So he's the ch- he's the guy who's saying, "Don't challenge my record. I am the king." Right? Yeah, but it, that that guy actually has video proof, whereas the other guy doesn't. But anyway, people, that's what I'm saying. You go to the sick and wrong forum, and you can encounter these ludicrous debates that really don't matter to anyone for an award or a privilege or an honor that no one really wants. But yet, well, it's, someone, it's if you enter a speed wanking composition, I assume you would want to win. Well, you, you would, but I think most people would just be like, "Yeah, I don't want to be the the world's most famous minute man." You know, it's a, I, th- I think in general, it's it's a dubious distinction. That's all I'm going to say. I bet but, you I could do it in a minute. I don't, I, it depends. L- I mean, limp to limp to spurting in a minute. I could do that. I think I probably could, depending if I'm looking. At, if could you do it based on memory? No porn. I think you kind of have to, because porn you have to sometimes wait for the porn. And l- can you cue the porn up to exactly the moment that you want? No, there's no porn. You just have to walk into a room and just jack it. Yeah. When I was 17, I could have. I think I probably could have when I was younger. Anyway, people, go check out the controversies. Go to com. click on Forum, become a member today. Um, as always, uh, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes, giving us a rating. You're actually really helping out the show. I noticed we're in the What's Hot category, which I don't know if that necessarily means anything. But, um, but hey, you know, it gives us exposure, and it's, you know, we, we don't advertise here. So the best way to help out the show is to wear a T-shirt, number one, and number That's two, subscribe um, to uh, to the show on iTunes, and uh, give us a rating. I'm disappointed that we don't get more uh, photos of people wearing their shirt, you know, in the Facebook feeds. You know, some guy actually uh, just posted on uh, my Facebook page. He colored in the Quado shirt, and it looks pretty badass. And this guy's definitely very artistic. So I'm going like to post seen that. that before. Didn't he do that a long time ago? And he just reposted the photo. Maybe I don't know. I forgot. Maybe. But anyway, where, where's I'm, the picture of where's Poppy in hers? Come on. Well, you know, I was, you know, and th- that's my fault, Wackerly. I, I said last week that I was um, tardy in sending out some shirts. I was just kind of, you know, had some other stuff to do. So this week on Monday, I sent out like 15 shirts. Yeah, don't and be I sent tardy Poppy. And don't be niggardly about it. I sent. <laughs> I love that word. I sent Poppy a small shirt, and she promised to send us some sexy pics. She's gonna do a photo shoot. Wearing the sick and wrong shirt. So people, once once we get those pictures from Poppy, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people buying shirts. Um, sick and wrong song of the week here was sent in by one of your favorite listeners. Good old Iron Man. 
You know, Iron Man, I actually have had a lot of interaction with him this week. More than more than I feel comfortable with. Uh, really? He posted it. Yeah, he posted a thread on my page talking about this sick and wrong party line. Like, uh, like at the party line circa like 1988. Remember I was when they like, say raves and Pearl Jam and party lines? Okay, sure. Charlie Sheen, 1980s. Yeah, this is like the flashback episode. The nostalgia, still big the in nostalgia Mexico or something. Maybe party lines are still big in Mexico. You know, I never understood the appeal, but he wants this like sick and wrong forum member party line where everybody calls at once and just kind of has this group chat. And he's like, like he on asked an me, actual phone. Yeah, or Google chat line or something. Anyway, he asked me for my permission to do it, and I was just like, dude, go, go ahead. I don't care. But if you he's get any const- funny ones, he's constantly asking for permission for things. I I don't know if he wants validation or or what's going. If he thinks we're gonna get our high powered lawyer on his ass if he does if he uses the sick and wrong name imp- I, inappropriately. Well, I am Jewish, and Jews tend to know Jew lawyers. That's true. So maybe he's just covering his ass. I don't know. Anyway, he said he he sent this uh, sent this thing, and I was like, yeah, go ahead, send me the funniest uh, calls that you get from it. Um, but he also posted a hilarious song that he wanted to, his humble submission here for uh, this week's song and Artist of the Week. A guy I've never heard of named David E. Williams. And uh, the song's called A Hymn to the Genius of Edi Amin. Uh, Edi Amin, if you can recall, was the horrific dictator, really, tyrannical dictator of Uganda back in, when was that? I don't know. <laughs> Are you asking me? Well, it was Using Uganda, movie, wasn't it? The last Uganda? king of Scotland, right? It was like Uganda, the late right? late 70s? I, I don't know. <laughs> I watched the movie, but I didn't pay much attention. I'm pretty sure it was Uganda. Anyway, it was one of those African countries, but the guy was just, uh, yeah, I mean, he was savage. He, like, butchered people. He ruled by terror. Um, he was rumored to have eaten people, but I think that was just a rumor. Anyway, uh, this guy writes an ode. To the genius of Edie, I mean, and uh, the song is quite thrilling. So thank you, Iron Man, for sending that in. We're going to end the show with David E. Williams, hymn to the genius of Edie, I mean. People, will be back next week with uh, the Sick and Wrong six-year anniversary show. It's going to be thrilling. Uh, I got a lot of ideas up here on the idea board. I don't know what we're going to go with yet. Did you, you wrote Do Not Erase in the corner, right? Yeah, I'm. You know, I don't even allow the dog in here. I, I call this. You don't the, want the, the Sick and Wrong room. janitor to come through and. Accidentally wipe out all the ideas. No, you never know. You know, I don't. I don't want one of my servants to come in here and accidentally uh, erase the board, and then what? We're, then we're going to be completely out of ideas and flying by the seat of our pants. That's not going to happen. So, uh, so Wackerly and I, Wackerly and I, are probably going to spend, I don't know, probably a better portion of three days just going through all these ideas and planning, organizing well, the two days of rehearsal, and then the rehearsal. Yeah, two days of and rehearsal. Then we do the dress rehearsal right before the show. God, a lot of work going into this. So um, next yeah. week's going to be tough. I don't even know how many days we're going to take coming up with uh, with our plan here. You know what we're going to do. We're going to take as long as it takes to make, you know? put out a fine quality product. It's a special episode. It's a special. It's a it's a special. So people, we invite you to participate in this special. Give the give us a call two zero six 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 three eight four six. Wish us a happy anniversary. Tell us to fuck off. Um, tell us how sick and wrong has uh, I don't know, ruined your relationship with your spouse. Whatever. I'd like to I'd like to hear some calls about how the show's really gone downhill. Yeah, I would like to hear some of that. Like in the six years, how much we suck now, or or tell us exactly cool. when. Tell us exactly when we actually jumped the shark 
But pretty much, um, we'll play the best calls out of all the anniversary calls next week for the Sick and Wrong anniversary show. So stay tuned. Until then, take it sleazy. Okay, good night. Hail to the genius of Amin. 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 Night flood into Heathrow, the diplomatic authorization on a luncheon with the queen she asked what brings you to our nation he said johannes i have come here to buy some size 14 shoes him to the genius of idiomy to the genius of Idiomine. Him to the genius of Idiomine. Him to the genius of Idiomine. One of his wives was cheating, so he decapitated the bitch. He had a head sewn on backwards and her arms and legs switched. And I love that photograph of all those white men at his feet In their western suits And on their bended knee To Idi Amin, Idi Amin, Idi Amin The Bank of Kamala would be in the red Without the miracle of ancestor worship You see Africans pay anything to get back the dead Making murder and mass well worth it And the body's too bloated to try to sell back To the families of the nation Float down the river and clog up the dam Shutting down the power station Causing a brown out here To the genius of Idiomy to the genius of Idiomine Hail to the genius of Idiomine Hail to the genius Yeah, Lance, gosh, don't forget when you're trying to, you know, weasel out of someone their, uh, their Juliet Lewis fantasies you got to remember California. See that movie, California with a K? Juliet Lewis folded in half in the back of a fucking car by Brad Pitt while he fucking grudge fucks her and looks at the captives that he has. Yeah, good time.